And you know what? He wants to be, he wants to be with us. So not only does he, he's in this room, he's in this place, but he wants to be here in your heart. So, Lord, we welcome you into our hearts this morning. We don't want to be distracted by anything but your agenda. We just want to be with you. King Jesus, our Heavenly Father, you are our everything. I just felt like about two songs back, one song, two songs back, just a real shift in the, the, the atmosphere here. And Lord, we step into a higher realm of where you're wanting to take us and what you're wanting to do in this place. Let our agenda be your, we want to be on your agenda, <laughs> on your time, the right time. Just bless you, Lord. It's good just to be quiet for just a minute. <laughs> Don't have to say anything because he's speaking loud and clear. Thank you, Lord. I just say welcome. So glad you all are here this morning. It's great to see all of y'all. I've missed some of you guys. Welcome, Facebook. You're welcome to come join us at 741 West Rogers in the great city of Skytook, Oklahoma. Hi, Anna, in Sweden. She was having a little panic last week because we, we didn't have Facebook quite right, and she was messaging me, where is Facebook Live? Now, that's great. She was desperate to watch it. I was like, we need to be that desperate. So um, I, I really, uh, Debbie is not going to have her uh, Bible study this week. She's going to be suffering for the Lord out of, in Hawaii. So wham. <laughs> we're all a little jealous. Have, uh, yes, happy birthday, Debbie. Um, is Victor's girls, are they ready or are they going to come and? Come on, girls. Y'all can be seated. I'm sorry, I don't know your girls' names other than Victor's girls. What? what? Zoe and Mia. Come on up. Do you both want, they probably both need a mic. Yeah. Oh, no, they both need a mic. Come on. Come on. Stand right up here in front of this podium. I want them to make sure that they see you on Facebook, so you'll be famous. Okay, girls. Tell them what, yeah, tell us what you're doing. We're going to say Psalms 23. Okay. Go for it. The, <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. 
Thou preparest a table in the midst of my enemies. Thou anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalms 23. That's great. Thank you, girls. I told you the young ones are going to be leading this. Amen. That was great. Well, let's stand. We're going to receive the offering. Apostle Gerald, what else we got? Anything else? Come on. You're, it's going to be easier for you to get to your checkbook, your billfold. Stand up. Lord, we thank you that we give into your kingdom today. We're sowing good seeds into your kingdom this morning. We're grateful that we can um, just plant these seeds. Lord, these seeds are going out into good soil. This is a good place to deposit Lord, we just thank you. It's blessed. We are blessed. We're highly favored. Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you that Lord's making us all rich. After you give, you can be seated, and Apostle Gerald's going to come and bring the word. Lord, we bless him. Extend your hands out to him. Let's just pray for Apostle Gerald. Lord, we lift him up to you this morning. We thank you for... A man of God that has a heart that goes after you. We just bless him this morning. We thank you for the word that he has to deposit. Lord, we just open up our hearts. We stand against any distractions. Lord, we, we just uh, anoint him, anoint his head, Lord. Anoint his mind, Lord. We thank you for the word that's coming forth. In Jesus' name, amen. We receive that, don't we? Shut that fan off. It wouldn't shut off. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. Barbara, there's a spirit of worship on you I love. You're welcome. I'm glad you're here with us today. Look forward to seeing you again. They sang a song in Fiji. It said, the Holy Spirit's moving through the land. Reach out and touch him while you can. We take a lot of things for granted, don't we? We don't want to take the Lord for granted. There's just a lot of things going on in our country. We still need to keep praying for America. Jackson, it's good to see you. Jackson is now on this side of the river. And so he has no more excuses for being flooded in over there in Osage County. He's getting closer. But he's still looking for a home, so pray for him to find the right place. Now, I don't know, you probably saw this, but our Oklahoma State Department of Health has issued their first non-binary sex birth certificate. They can't tell whether they're boys or girls, so, you know, you just fill it out, I guess. Governor Stitt's opposing it, and I pray he gets it overturned. We need to keep praying for our governor, and we need to keep making our stand over this nation that we will not allow the elites, we will not allow the socialist agenda to rule and reign in this land. Come on, if we're going to be the land of the free, it's on the church. It's the church's fault where we're at right now, and I as a pastor take my part of responsibility for that for not always standing where we should stand 
But uh, I'm glad you're here. So let's look at Luke uh, chapter 15, and this is a very uh, familiar passage. I'm probably not even going to read it all because uh, I know you know this story, but uh, I've been in every place in this scripture. I've been the prodigal. I've been the elder brother. You know, y'all don't start shouting me down right here on the start now. Come on. It's an interesting chapter about the lost sheep, the lost coins, and, and um, the prodigal son. I think uh, the prodigal elder brother is just as bad, but anyway. What about this man that had two sons? I can't imagine me or any of my other two brothers or, or sister going to my dad and say, it's time to divide up. <laughs> that would not have went over well at my house. I never had that thought even. But you can see the prodigal just even in that statement, and it is such a popular phrase today. You know what he said? Give me. Give me. Give me. Everybody wants to start out on the top. Nobody seems to want to work their way up. But you know, the father divided it up and, and uh, gave him his portion. And it said it didn't take him long to decide to leave home. He went to a distant land and there he squandered his estate with loose living. I bet it didn't take long. They saw him coming. We took a, we used to go every fall to Ohio to a big quarter horse show. Well, <clears throat> there was a guy in this town, was, he was my friend, but he was really my dad was mentoring him. And he was not a horsey person. And I had a friend flew out here and we all flew up there on a private plane. But when this guy showed up, you could tell he did not fit. I said, everybody up there will be trying to sell you something. You look like such a greenhorn trying to pre present or pretend to be something you're not. Well, when this prodigal stepped into that foreign country, they all went, mm-hmm, what he's got is ours. And it didn't take them long to get that. And I'm telling you, when we get out of our environment, we can get had. When we get out from the protection of the Most High, the enemy's got a, a right to us, and he doesn't mind stepping right in. But when he had spent everything and a famine occurred in the country, he began to be impoverished. He hired himself out. Listen, for a Jew boy to feed swine, that had to be the lowest job that you could find. No one would gladly, and he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating and no one was giving him anything. But when he came to his senses, you remember that time when you came to your senses? 
Come on, I'm not the only one. Come on. More than once, that's true. Remember the 20th time you came to your senses. He said, how many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread and I'm dying here with hunger? I'll get up and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. Called him his son. You know, he, he was a son, but he'd got out of that position of sonship. And you know, that's an easy thing for us to do. It's easy for Christians. I, I've, I've been just thought I was right place where God wanted me to be and realized I had one of those moments. God rang my bell some way, maybe through circumstances, maybe through a word, maybe circumstance speaks to us a lot. And I realized, you know, I certainly wasn't where, where I thought I was. But see, it did refer to him as a son. So I, I think that refers, we could say that refers to a believer that's got away from God. Listen, a, you can go back and do anything you ever did. You can, go, you can fall back. You can fall back. This man fell back. We used to talk about backsliding. He got away from God. He got out of way from his father's house. And the enemy had their way with him. So he got up and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off. Say a long way off. His father saw him and had felt compassion for him. And ran embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to the father, I have sinned against heaven. And in your sight, I am no longer to be worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the slaves, quickly bring out the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand, sandals on his feet, bring the fatted calf, kill it, let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead has come to life again. He was lost and has been found, and they begin to celebrate. Sometimes I think we look at Jesus and God and relate him or compare him like the good cop and the bad cop. Like Jesus is the good guy and he saves us. But if you step out of line, and I was raised with you were saved in the New Testament, but you lived under a lot of Old Testament theology. Now, the Old Testament's still prevalent, but I believe in grace also. And we believe that God was the bad guy that would really get you. You remember that? Yes. Too much, don't we? And yet, Isaiah said, to us a child will be born and to us a son will be given and the government will be upon his shoulders and his name shall be what? Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God. Oh, this son's Almighty God. This son's the Eternal Father. This son is the Prince of Peace. He's all those. He's all those. This 
story is such an example of Father God. If that doesn't say it, he didn't say, I told you so. He didn't bring up all the things he's done. He just welcomed him back because he felt his repentant heart. He had, a, he had the ability to love unconditionally. And he showed that. And that is God's heart. That's Father God's heart. And, and we've got to believe that. And then there's the older brother. He comes in and he hears all the celebrating. He won't even come in. He asks one of the servants, what's going on? And they tell him, your brother's showed up. Your brother has come and your father's killed the fatted calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and not willing to go in and his father came out and began pleading with him. This elder brother had him a, a jealous fit. He was so full of himself. You know, he, he ends up telling his father, I've kept every one of your commandments. I doubt that. I doubt that. He was so full of himself. He was so judging. And you, you know what? The church in America is full of prodigals. And the church in America are full of elder brothers and sisters. He had he'd probably never missed a church service, but he had never done anything for the kingdom of God. He had his name on the roll, but I'm not sure it was on the Father's roll. He was more interested in himself. I'm telling you, God, doesn't he have a way of exposing us have you ever had to deal with jealousy? I have. I've been jealous over events, things, people. I mean, God's going to get all that out of us. You'd think we'd get smarter, wouldn't you? And just agree with that verse that says we need to reckon this old man dead. Because this old man's caused me every problem I've ever had. It's my fault. It's that old, bless God, he didn't have a party for me. He didn't even give me a goat. And I've been here and been faithful is what he told him. A stinking little goat. That just sums up so much about human nature. God is a good father. He loves us. He knows where we're at. I've been to two funerals this week. I went one Monday and I went one yesterday. One was Doris Venable. Doris was a member here for years. 83-year-old saint. And I tell you, it was great to see, to, I mean, her family testified about her. But two grandsons were probably in their 30s. This got up there and told stories about Grandma but it was not just grandma stories, and she was a prankster. They talked about that, but about God in that family. I went to a service yesterday for Wayne Hill's 39-year-old son. 
I'm not sure how he died. But I, I saw a Christian family on exhibition yesterday. They sang the wave maker. And those sisters of his just stood up and raised their hands and they all worshiped the Lord. Say, so somewhere or other, you're going to find out whether this gospel is real in you or not. It wasn't real in the prodigal. It wasn't real in the elder brother. But God in his, and we love grace, but in his grace is going to get us to a place where we decide we're either in or out. The promises of God are yea and amen. Therefore, every one of us, but most people don't ever enter into what God has for us. And there's, you can blame the devil, but you got to blame yourself. You're, you're the only reason. I'm the only holdup in my life. And we've got to keep pressing in to what God has for us. Now, I heard some things from uh, Johnny Enloe, and I want to talk about some of that for a minute. But if I ask you what the devil's goal was, what would you think? What's your thought about that? Well, mine would have been, he wants to take as many people to hell as he can. So obviously, he, he wants to keep everybody out of heaven. You know, I've, I've told you, <clears throat> I want to convince you that things are getting better instead of worse. 100 years ago, there was one person out of 37 that confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, Savior. Today, it's about one out of three. Today, about one out of ten confesses to be filled with the Spirit. So what's the enemy's scheme? Is he not uh, the the spirit behind abortion and child trafficking and all that? What did Surrey tell me we've had, uh, we're averaging in this nation, 825,564 abortions a year. What's the total now? 60, 70 million, you know, over the past so many years. Well, let me ask you this question. Where did those aborted babies go? Heaven or hell? They went to heaven. Those innocent children in child trafficking, they didn't go to hell. They went to heaven. So now wait a minute. Gerald, you've got to change your thought a little bit. If you think Satan is trying to keep everybody out of heaven, he just sent 70 million people to heaven. Yes or no? It's just a different thought, isn't it? So, let me tell you what, what I think the enemy's biggest scheme is. He hates God. And you know, I know the worst thing I could do to hurt you I know the worst thing you could do to hurt me would be to hurt my family. 
come on, there's not a parent in here you wouldn't you'd give everything you had to ransom your family. Satan does everything he can do to convince the saved and the lost that God cannot get it done. He is not for you. He will not fulfill. It will not work for you. It might work for somebody, but it's not going to work for you. He wants to convince you that God is a bad God. He's saying, God, love will not win. That's what he's saying. He's showing, he's trying to show the world that love is not the way. He's saying that the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, although he's saying, oops, I wish I hadn't done that one. But he's saying that that's not going to be enough. Human mankind will not change enough to let love be the way. He's saying he wants to convince us that the cross is not enough. He wants to prove God to be the bad guy. God is always the loving, kind, heavenly Father. And there is a judgment side to God. There's a grace side. There is a judgment side. I think there's times I think God just says, even to a believer, come on home. You're not going to finish your race. You're not going to do anything. I mean, we're here for a purpose. He created this earth for us to be His children. I want the best for all of you. You want the best for your children. But God has got a way. And you know, it's still not the ten suggestions. It says, thou shall not. Those are still true. They're still true. They'll always be true. Well, that's Old Testament. You go kill somebody and see if it's Old Testament or not. You'll be singing a, a different song. How do you stay protected? Well, I put my armor on. I'll tell you, you can put your armor on, but... You better be snuggled up to Jesus. You better be walking in the light. You better be quick to repent and walk in obedience. You've got to learn to talk to yourself. Self, you better line up. I can just threaten mine with missing a meal and it just lines right up. I mean, you've got to use something. You've got to, you've got to realize where you're at in times. You gotta know when your attitude just stinks or wants to judge something. The elder brother was the judge. Little brother spent it all. He doesn't deserve a party. Who are you? I remember when I first went showing cutting horses and we first blondie's dude was a young horse. I was young too. But <clears throat> we went to show at Claremore and I placed. I certainly didn't win it. But, you know, one guy went to the judge and told him, I hadn't been going long enough to get to win. I mean, see, that spirit's just in the world. If you don't get in the limelight, you're going to pull somebody else down. That's just, it's just wrong. 
And there's just too much of it in the body of Christ. That elder brother, he, he was right there. Leah, put up that scripture in Psalm 32, would you? Verses 3 through 5. I read this this morning. This is King David. When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was drained away as with the fever heat of summer. I acknowledge my sin to you. Now listen, if a king needs to acknowledge his sin, we need to acknowledge our sin. I almost heard an amen. I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I did not hide. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. There's probably people in here today, <clears throat> maybe you're still, every time a certain thought comes back, you ask God to forgive you again. And he said, that's number 97. I mean, it's good to repent. But are we forgiven when we ask or not? Is 1 John 1, 9 still not true if we confess our sins? He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But see, that adversary brings it up. I mean, if you've repented of it, Father doesn't bring it up. But the adversary will. And what? It wants you to feel the guilt. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Is not the guilt of our sins forgiven? I'm telling you, if the church really believed that, we'd have more we'd be testifying more. But because you get ready to go witness to somebody and that little evil spirit comes by and says, well, do you remember? <laughs> I'm not going to testify. I'm feeling guilty again. I'm telling you, it's quiet in here. It must be right. <laughs> Listen, I want you to get to the promises. But you'll not get to the promises feeling guilty. You'll not get to the promise without confessing our sin. Admit it when we sin. But then put the armor on. And I've said this, I know. The armor's not just for your protection. It's for war. You're to go to battle. Take your stand. Be who God has called you to be. But you know, we've got to be sure that our name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It takes more than joining a church. There's got to come a time in your life. I got into this recently, and I asked this person, when did they come to know the Lord? Well, I've always been. And then I asked them again, and they said, well, it was when I was adopted and got baptized. I said, but when did you get to know Jesus? I never have got that answer. See, there's got to come, you've got to be lost before you can get saved. You can be, I think I told you this, my horse training friend in Ohio, he's in my age group, called me the other day. He said, question, okay? 
I was baptized and dedicated to God when I was three weeks old. Does that count? I said, nope. You had nothing to do with it. You've got to make the choice yourself. That was mama's choice. That was dad's choice. We, we've all got to make our, our own choices. You know, in this day and time, personal success or, or a goal is the most important thing. See, we've forgotten Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and I'll take care of your feathers. I'll take care of everything. But we think, and particularly we guys, oh, we got to go do it. I'd tell Dixie, I'm doing this just for you. She'd say, why am I so tired if you're doing it all for me? <laughs> but see, we think we excuse ourselves. We'll do anything other than Matthew 11, 28. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. All you who are weary and heavy laden, he says, I'll give you rest for your soul. Come learn from me. Come learn from me. I'm lowly and humble of heart. And you'll find rest for your soul. And then he concludes it with, my yoke's easy, my burden's light. And most Christians don't feel like that yoke's really light or easy. Because we're trying so hard to make it fit in with the, how we fit in the world. And what, we're, what my goals are. I haven't talked about convergence in a while. You know, most people are close to 50 years old before their life really converges with where God and them are on the same page. I'm not saying they're not born again, but there just got to come a time in your life. It, it could be a, at 10. There's people that I, I believe that's happened to them. They just agree to go with whatever God's got for them. They agree to go with that. See, when you ask Jesus to come into your life and make you the... And, and I grew up, the terminology was more about Savior. And He's got to be your Savior, I understand, before He can be your Lord. But that was another whole step to me. I mean, we want to be saved enough to go to heaven. We don't want to... But to make Him Lord is where you're going to walk into what He's got for you. That's, that's the difference. That, that's the difference between being saved and, and allowing him to make you a disciple. See, we've got our business as number one instead of Jesus. Well, we've got our business second instead of our family. I'm telling you, there's, there's godly men standing up, and I'm thankful for you that stand up. And I know it's a process. It's a growing process. It's a daily process. That's why he said, take up the cross and follow me. But there's so many people hurt just by we in our careless ways. A godly father will swear to his own heart. He'll be quick to repent. He'll be a man who speaks the truth. What about a man that does what he says he'll do? You know, a handshake used to be enough. 
Now it's got to be a 19-page contract. Who treasures his wife and his family? See, what's really dear to you? What's your plan this afternoon? What's on your heart? What's on your mind? Being a father is not determined by how many children you've sired. It's by raising up a heritage of people that they say, let me tell you what my dad did. Let me tell you what dad did. Let me tell you what grandpa did. That you, we ought to all have some landmarks in our life. I mean, they're not Jesus, but they're special to us because they're, we're in our lineage. I can tell you stories of my dad, my grandfather. I can tell you, well, all kinds of stories. But we ought to have those in our life. And maybe you hadn't always lived for the Lord. None of us have always lived for the Lord. But you've got to make that process. You've got to start that. It just takes one in a family to stand and say, God, I'm going to believe you for my household. Isn't that what Joshua said? It's for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. He changed some things. He changed some things. And men, we've handed off too long, and there's so many men that says, I make the living, the little lady, she takes care of the church stuff. And that's such a cop-out. That is such a cop-out. The world is full of women that have been lied to, used, and abused by we guys. It's time for us to step up and take our place of responsibility. Chuck Pierce told this story at the conference we were at this week. He said he got on an elevator and going up, and there were three other guys on there, and I guess they was telling all kinds of stories, talking. I don't know what they were saying, but apparently it wasn't godly. And, and he, he looked at them and said, you can change. And they said, what? He said, you can change. And he began to witness to them. You know what they all said? We've been saved. He said, well, you're not saved by the same God I'm saved from. If you're saved, I'm not. That's what he told them. He took them to task over it. He said one of them did get saved. I thought, there, that's one out of three. That's what the statistics are today. But it, it takes a commitment. It's then, I'm not going to live in sin. I'm going to change. I'm going to, I'm going to do what's right. I want the promises of God. I want the yes and amen. One of my favorite scriptures, and usually when I open my Bible up to it, it'll just about open up to Jeremiah 27, 5. And it's where the Lord said, I'll give it to the one who's pleasing in my sight. And right now it's Nebuchadnezzar. I've got him ruling the world. That's kind of a foreign thought because he wasn't particularly a godly king, but he was used by God at that time. God is looking for somebody to bless. He's in the blessing business. Somebody has got to carry the gospel. Somebody has got to be 
who the words of God says we're to be. It's easy to be a prodigal. It's easy to be an elder brother. But Gerald has to talk to himself sometimes to take up the cross. and It's okay. Regardless of the circumstance, God, if you can put up with it, I can. We don't always like it. He doesn't say he come to make you happy. He come to make you more like his son, Jesus. And I challenge you with that today. We can sit on the bench or we can get in the game. And I challenge you to get in the game. I challenge you today. Come get in the game. Come say, Jesus, some of you have been here a long time. You're part of us. Some of you are new and you want to be a part of it. Come tell us. You want to be a part of it. You want to let Jesus be who he says he is. I keep saying, Lord, there's things you said I could do that I'm not doing. I want to do those things. I want to please him. Don't you? Let's just stand up and worship him. Lord, we bless you. We honor you. See, I told you to start with, we better fight for our country. You better fight for your family. Nobody else is probably going to fight for them like you will. You better fight for them. I promise you the enemy wants to take your kids out. We just bless the Lord. Come on, if God's speaking to you this morning, if you're still feeling guilt of something's way back there, come, let's get that straight. Let somebody help you get through that. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Lord, we want to walk in the more that you have for us. Lord, we want to walk in that. Lord, I know there's people here, they've taken up the cross. They're following you. Lord, I pray revelation for everyone in here today. God may have some rebellious kids, but let me tell you, he don't have any spoiled ones. He will not spoil you. He will not put up with it. Lord, we just bless you. We just bless you. Lord, you've called us to be an apostolic house and declare your word. Lord, that we would go forth and do the things you did. Bless the Lord. Come on, let's just join in that song. Come on, are you in the Father's house? Come get in it. Come get in the Father's house. Come. Get out of sin. You're not so special it's okay for you to sin. Let me tell you. It's costing you. It'll cost your family. It'll cost your children. It'll cost you. The things you do are vertical, but the weeping and sowing goes horizontal. Lord, we bless you. We bless you, Lord.
We bless you, Lord. Come on, man. We want to be in the front, the business line. We want to be successful, but it's got to begin with us getting on our face before God and say, Jesus, come have your way in my life. Church, pray. Uh, Holy Spirit's touching hearts. He won't make you bow. He gives you a choice. nothing like being forgiven being in right standing with Father that you can stand before him with no guilt no fear no condemnation that's why he wants his children free You can't tell God you didn't know. You've heard. 
You've heard sin is sin. Grace is grace. Your grace, Lord. Thank you for your grace. preacher was my pastor for years he said as a young man he was lost he'd get in church he was under conviction he'd pinch his little boy and make him cry so I could get up and take him out I mean we'll do anything and get away from God <laughs> but you know what it didn't work it didn't work what else is God saying this morning Come on. Focus and be with him. Amen. 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 Just say something to David on that. David, you know, I've been thinking about the gifts and so forth and what you brought out, all the different gifts, but Teaching is a very important gift, and a lot of times we have neglected it. And I just pray that that increases in you, that you'll be able to teach everyone you come in contact with and whatever you need to do here in the church. I just bless you for that, because what happens is a lot of people come to the Lord and they don't understand the scripture and they pick out their own but you're able to set us straight on you know what God is really saying so I just praise you for that bless you for being a teacher a godly teacher Lord we thank you for this time we acknowledge you as the Lord God Almighty and Lord it's your house we're your people we seek you we seek your kingdom your righteousness 